1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Please follow and review and tell a friend. If you've got any. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello there. Uh, Jack, you built a bed after moving into your flat in November. You've you've now built the bed. What had you been using? Mattress on the floor? Mattress on the floor, yeah. Arm. Classic. Come on. The, cl- the classic Jack Williams. I don't, have, I don't have very high standards. I'm quite a humble chap, really. So, <laughs> so you know. That's true. You know. Harry, we'll start with Chorley, actually, and uh, we mentioned it a couple of times last week. It was my birthday. Don't really remember much of the game. I'm sure you <laughs> won't be shocked to, uh, to hear about that. Um, in terms of the performance, it was abysmal. The goal was okay, but, I mean, when you've got a teacher in goal, you don't really expect much, do you? Well, no, but uh, I think it's important to talk about Chorley as well because we wasn't going to, but it, we went back, didn't we, to the back five. We went back to what we know. And I know we was against a bunch of part-timers, like you just mentioned, 
we got the job done. It was horrendous to watch. We were all watching it on Zoom together, weren't we? And we were just chatting because it was so boring. But I can see why there was a bit of backlash because we literally had one shot on target scored and then couldn't create anything else. And we had two strikers on the pitch. And if you was like an alien from outer space, you would have fought Chorley with a Premier League team watching that. So it was a bit worrying that in that aspect. But at least we kept a clean sheet. Bolly, Ruddy were the, probably the standouts. And we're in the next round. So... Uh, yeah, happy, but can see why people were moaning a lot after the game. Bayliss, we will talk about William Jose coming in later. In terms of Fabio Silva and Patrick Catrone, is is that pretty much it for them now? Is it is it going to be the bench probably more likely for Silva than Catrone? Yeah, I think Catrone might see his way out. <clears throat> I'm guessing shortly after the Palace game, he might have even gone. So this new, you know, what we're breaking here on the podcast isn't going to last much longer. But uh, Silva might even get the odd start. Jose doesn't uh, stop performing or, you know, he got himself, what, 25 minutes the other night? So it's there's a future for him, most definitely. He's just got to grow and learn and just get better as a player off off the pitch or in the training ground, and then he, then he should get his chance. Jack, I thought John Ruddy had a good game. I mean, we always talk about how he's not brilliant. I mean, for a goalkeeper, it's difficult anyway. You know, you make a few mistakes and people, they just stick in your memory, especially when you haven't got the chance to play again and justify getting picked it's, it's so tempting to say it's probably his level in it but it's, that's not a cheap <laughs> shot it's a cheap shot so i won't say that no but it was it, professional by him you, you know probably one of our standout standout players well yeah the best of a very bad bunch really i mean vitinia ruddy and it was just shocking how little much we created i think all in all the whole performance was just very very worrying obviously it's a bit different now after what happened in the Chelsea game last night as it always seems when something happens but but looking back on that it's just you're playing a team that's in the league below the conference and you've had one shot in 90 minutes and been outplayed and you can't really use the home crowd as an excuse you can't really use the pitch as an excuse because it was better than I thought it was going to be and it was just a really worrying performance and you're looking at that and starting to think I know we won I know we got through I know it could have been worse they could have taken us to extra time or you know and or turned us over so we did we did the job but it, it was just the manner in which we did it which was just really really worrying and uh yeah it was I know Chorley's Chorley goes down in Wolves legend as one of those teams but it was just it was a, a very worrying performance given the, the level levels between the teams now. Harry, how important was it to not have a repeat of 1986 and just get through? Really important, but in saying that, even though we set up with five at the back before the game because we had the two strikers on, I was like, how many are we scoring here then? How many is it going to be? So... It's one of them. It's a weird. It's like a weird situation where you've got to be happy, but at the same time, you're justified for not being happy. And although Virginia's goal was an absolute wonder strike, I think a, a better level keeper probably saves it. He probably gets his yeah. hand to it. But yeah, it's weird. It's a strange situation because obviously we've got a lot of foreign young players, so it's a new thing for them coming up against a physical team that obviously we're just going to be booting it forward, being direct, being rough and ready. So. I think it was quite important Ruddy was in that game as well for that reason. He knows that sort of stuff, doesn't he? As you say, that's his level. And uh, he was man of the match. (laughs) (laughs) Bayliss, we we saw a a Cheltenham-Man City game that, you know, Cheltenham were minutes away from a big scalp and Man City turned it around. We didn't see many Manchester City fans calling for Pep's head. Um, But even after the Chorley game, 1-0 win, people are saying Nuno out. I don't get it, to be honest. Um, the thing that worries me is he is sort of turning into the Portuguese Pulis a little bit. 
very defensive. <laughs> Perry Perry Pulis, the Albion fans. Perry say. Perry Pulis, I think. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like we did the job against Chorley. Uh, we we gave away a couple, few too many chances, possibly. But I think we just didn't want to give Chorley hope, and by making it a boring, turgid game, that sort of tries to kill the hope a little bit. Chorley gave it a good go. They're always going to have a couple of chances anyway. Regardless, if we'd have been panning them, they'd have probably still had a couple of chances, like Cheltenham did against Man City. So I'm not, I'm not overly bothered by it. We won, we got it done. It's very different to the game in the '80s where Wolves were in Division Four and crap anyway. I disagree though with that because they were there was no excuse for some of the chances they did create. There was one where he's got a free header in the box, which he should have done better with, in between two of our centre backs. He's completely whoever the Chorley player is, it's just completely drifted in between the middle of them and got away a free header. And you're thinking, watching that, like. Come on, lads. I don't know what that is. It's, it can't be a quality. Is it luck thing. more than judgment? I think it's just lapse of concentration or just it a team is. on a really, really, you know, with low morale and low confidence at the moment. And it, that's that's probably what it is. And just go into a, into a game like that with a like with a potential banana skin when your form is poor, really poor, mm. it's always going to be difficult, but you've just got to, you know, get the basics right. And even arguing the Chorley game, we weren't doing that. And it, that's got to be more out of mentality than it is about talent. Do you know what I was expecting out of it? Was something very similar to the game we had against Crusaders in the Europa League. Mm. And that's the sort of result I was expecting and performance I was expecting. You know, just sheer strength and skill and ability to blow away a, an opposition that aren't in the same level as you. And we didn't do that. So it, it's clearly tactical, but though that's the thing. Wolves didn't try and create a lot, did they? Saying that, we only beat Crusaders 2 0 at home, didn't we? In the Europa League qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you it mean, was, though. Dumb, like, we it? should have been, it should have been all us, shouldn't it? Even though we had five at the back, we should have had, we did have all the ball, but we should have been in the final third a lot more, creating loads of chances, them hanging on. But it was kind of the other way around, which is bizarre to say. It's one of the, I remember turning to you, Bayliss, when Crusaders came up and we were like, oh my God, this is going to be 10 0. <laughs> <laughs> we conceded first uh, in that, though. Yeah. 2 uh, 0 at home, though. Um, in terms of the cup competition, obviously Southampton next. Um, obviously doing a little bit better in the league and stuff. We like going in as underdogs, and uh, that's been the case pretty much all season, just the way that it's gone. Harry, do you see a route to the final? Yeah, I do. Um, I think we've had our really dark patch now. We're going to get on to the new signing, William. He looked. He come on against Chelsea, which we're going to talk about as well, and he looked like a big presence that we need who can hold up the ball we've got injuries coming back so I think if we can get them back fit play this old formation that we know the five at the back what we know and trust not good to watch but we know we get results we are a good cup team with that style of play sitting back soaking up pressure and hitting teams on the counter and Southampton will come at us so I think we, we've got a chance of beating them and then it's just who do we get after that we beat Liverpool and United in that good run we had the other year when we got to the semis so we've shown we can do it so I think the FA Cup is a possibility if things start to turn around for us now and we start playing better. Perfect. OK, we'll leave that there. We'll turn our attention to the Premier League and draw against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Hi, I'm Matt Murray. You're listening to the 77 Club. 77 Club for life, yo. I think before the game, Bayliss, we were all saying not confident. Just pretty much like the same before we were the last Chelsea game where we beat them at Molyneux. How were you feeling before this one? Because... It's a place where we've been in the past under Nuno. We haven't done too badly. Obviously, the most recent we've been there, we missed out on Europe and Chelsea made the top four, so that was a little bit annoying. Well, I think we only ever got one result there before in the league, so wasn't going to be optimistic, but it probably was the best time to play them. They haven't been on very good form, have they, Chelsea of late? 
new manager, so all the players are trying to prove themselves and make a point to try and get noticed by the manager. So you thought they might be able to turn it on, and they didn't, did they? For 75% possession, they did fuck all with it. We had the best chance of the game, arguably. I think Except for the last second where it got uh, Jackie, either just shat yourself or you disagreed with Bayliss. Which one was it? Or was it both? It's because I thought he said that it was a good time to play them with a new manager because I, I would think it's the opposite. Uh, you, <laughs> granted, he's only had 24 hours with his new team, but you, I honestly had no hope for yesterday, particularly after the way we've been playing and the fact that we scraped past Chorley. Uh, to then go to Chelsea away when they're on the bounce back from... Because usually teams get a new manager lift, don't they? Or a little response. Yeah. A little bit extra out of players who want to prove a point so they can get into the starting lineup, especially those on the fringes. And I, I was wrong, as I've been wrong many times before, because I think we did really well. And obviously, reverted to five at the back. Clean sheet, ting, first time in 12 games. So, uh, in the league, obviously. But I was really pleased, really pleased with the performance. I know that we sat back a lot. It was very defensive. People on all over Twitter will be saying how boring it is and blah, 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 blah. But our team needed a clean sheet and we needed a good dis- defensive display. And it was near perfect. There were a couple of moments. And like I said, Dan said, we did have chances. We had a couple of chances. It's a shame Nevers can't take free kicks anymore. Um, it's a shame that that Neto one hit the bar, although I think it probably would have been, well, flagged, VAR flagged in, in hindsight. But we could have easily nicked it. Um, although I did, actually at the end, I did, when they had that corner at the very end and uh, they had that header that which just hit William Jose in the head, I thought that was flying in. I thought <laughs> it was going to be a repeat of Man United where they score really, really late on and break our hearts. But it didn't happen. They had a lot of possession, and uh, yeah, you can have 99% possession, but if you don't score, you're not going to win the game. Well, it's funny that you mentioned entertainment there, because obviously I think Fussy Accumulators put out a tweet saying how boring and Wolves and stuff, and all the Albion fans are coming out and retweeting and stuff, because obviously entertainment is getting smashed 5-0 by Man City in the same <laughs> week, but there you go. Um, it must be very entertaining, second from bottom. Um, Harry... Pedence, he's back. I've discovered he's my favourite player. He adds a little bit of class and finesse to that side. He does, yeah. But like, I'm happy he's back. I'm, I was just a bit worried when I saw the starting lineup, though. Like, I'm glad we had five at the back. But you just knew because the last time we played this team was at Liverpool away, and we didn't really create much. So we knew what the game plan was going to be: sit back, try and hit him on the counter. I thought Adama Traore is the worst I've seen him play for a bit. He's just gone back just to doing absolutely nothing. Kept falling over. Pedence and Neto tried hard, were really good, like on, in on the counter sometimes, and we defended really well, didn't we? And I was worried as well because Chelsea set up with a really like he went for experience, didn't he? He dropped all the kids and just went for like who he trusted. This new manager, I know he's only had them for a day, but that worried me as well. I was thinking, oh no, you know what I mean? He's getting all like the experienced big boys in, and they're going to batter us. But fair play, great performance. It felt like the the the, the walls we know who have been you know, under Nuno for the last few years. So a great result. And we could have nicked it, like Jack said. We could have nicked it. So as a performance, I think nothing wrong with what we did. It's very assured, very tight defensively. Um, had a couple of breaks, but it wasn't entertaining to watch at all. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that, doing that Chelsea away. Just when we get back up to full strength, I want to see Wolves playing some proper football again. Doing that once and every now and again, mm. no issue. I'm just, I'm really happy that we that the, went back to the five at the back and it worked and I think just do it for the rest of the season man let's not mess about it's tried and trusted it's going to keep us in the league we probably haven't got the players to play a back four at the moment we probably haven't mm. got the quality if they want to do that they will need to properly invest in the summer you need more than a 19 man squad to 
to have a transition season. Yeah, season. yeah I think it was bad that. timing, wasn't it? Because Raul got injured, and that was that was around the sort of time we started doing the four at the back. And yes, we went on to beat Arsenal that game and played well. But then a few more injuries come in, and fair play for Nuno for trying it. But he just—he's been so unlucky what happened after that. So he probably should have switched back to the back five sooner, really. But you know what he's like with changing formations. If he switches, he'll stick with it, won't he? Even with the crisis we were in. But so the other thing is, Harry, if we do that against the likes of your Palaces, Newcastle's, Burnleys, and have similar performances against those like Fulham, you've got to then question it. You can't perform like that week in, week out. It's absolutely fine. No problem with it. Chelsea away. Well done. Got a point. Did the right thing. Now if we come up against Palace on Saturday, sit in, have one shot on target. Palace pinch a goal. You lose 1-1. One, one, what lose one nil? It's nil nil one all or something like that. Then you got to start questioning it because when you're mm-hmm. going into games where you should be winning with a full, nearly full strength team now, now we've got a striker as well. You got to ask why aren't Wolves going to create opportunities? Why aren't we playing that expansive, attacking football that we wanted to watch so much last year? Jack, how much better did the bench look? I was going to run through it: uh, Hoover, uh, Silver, Vitinha. Ruddy, Catrone, Sace, Martino, Otazawi. It just looks a lot more healthy, didn't it? It just looks a team with a bit of experience about it, didn't it? Particularly when you've got players like Sace and the new striker and the, you know both Silver and Catrone on there. Um, so, yeah, it just makes a massive difference when you're looking at the bench thinking this can actually change a game rather than it's the bloody school trip to Chester Zoo. So, um, <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, in terms of like the substitutions throughout the game, um, was do you think Eight Nori was taken off was tactically? I he was an injury apparently, uh, injury. but he was struggling, wasn't he? He looked he a bit weak struggling. in the first yeah. half, so Maybe I think it was a knock injury. though. But I think you got a shout out to Hoover who came on, did really well. And Samedo for switching, played yeah. really well. Bayless, yeah, Bayless, Samedo. Hey. He was asleep got, for the first I've got thirty seconds. Comments to but... say about him. To be honest, <laughs> he got he only got sent for a hot dog once. <laughs> and he just defended sensibly for the entire game. He didn't set the world on fire, but that's fine with us at the moment. If you defend well mm-hmm. for 90 minutes and don't concede, good game. Take that. Good game. I do game. I do want to see him doing stuff, more stuff, but ch- the, the, to comment on it, to comment on the Chelsea game is the wrong point to, to comment about him. Don't you think he drove forward back. a couple of times quite well in the first half? He did he pass right it wing back. straight to the centre-back. Yeah, he did in the yeah. first half. He, he screwed it, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> he made a great 30 yards and then just <laughs> laid it off nicely straight to their centre-back. But I've still got no no problems with him this week. Did his job very well, so nothing to comment, but he's now got... And, he and you are sorry. Palace. You're sorry, yeah? He loves, he loves coming up against Palace, so really hope he does something on Saturday. And a big shout-out to Willy Bolly. Thought he was an absolute war. Heroic. Heroic stuff from him, definitely. He was yeah, brilliant. Was brilliant. And William Jose, when he came on, it held was well. refreshing. Held the ball up really well. And it, that was really what we've been missing. Bit of height and a bit of power. I think he looks to be a little bit of a back arena. So he might get caught out with that a little bit, probably, in this league, I think, if he keeps just trying to back in. To win the balls, but... Mm. Yeah. If he develops yeah. a lisp and becomes England captain, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's so refreshing yeah. though, because like there was a ball first half, and you can obviously you can hear everything, can't you, when you watch it on BT Sport? Cody like pinged a ball up to Adama, and Cody was screaming, saying, "Hold it, hold it!" Adama flicks it on to Pedence, and we lose it straight away. And then he comes on, and literally the first things he started to do was hold it up, and it was just so it just felt good, didn't it, to see someone actually do that for us? Because Fabio just, yeah. can't really do it, or, or Catrone, so you know. Hopefully that's more a sign of more to come. I think he's going to be superb, you know, Harry. I hope so. Earlier in the season, we had a game where we said, oh, Wolves put 21 crosses into the box and nothing came of it. 
you remember that? I can't remember what mm, game yeah. it was. It was one at home. Yeah. Um, it would have been when Pedence is at front. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, you, um, when you have a look back on YouTube at William Jose's goals, with his head, he's unreal. Like, mm. nearly as good as Raul Unreal. What? So, come on then. He's Let's... got a good record in La Liga, though. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty solid. Let's just see what he's made of on 124 Saturday. games or something. Yeah. Let's see what he's made of. Let's let's try and get as wide as possible. Get him in the middle and tell him to hover around the penalty spot and just get Neto and Traore to get as many balls in the box as possible. Mm. I mean, what what minute did he come on? 70, just after about, 70 about or something like that. And just after watching that 20 minutes of football, he's the best option we've got at the moment. He's got, <laughs> he's, got, he's, got a, he's got to start. He's got yeah. to start it's on Saturday just because... It's it just it's just different to what we've got, and you can just tell we're probably going to like uh, be uh, eating these words back. But well, speaking <laughs> about Saturday, let let's get your uh, away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined by Ollie, then he is a Crystal Palace fan, has been for the last ten years. I'm reliably informed. Ollie, how's it going to begin with? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, lads. Now, this Palace game, Wolves fans mostly looking forward to it because you're the only team that we seem to be able to beat this yeah. season. Now, what are your <laughs> thoughts going into it? Um, not looking forward to it, to be honest with you. We're, in a, we're not in a good place at the minute. And uh, yeah, as you say, Wolves have a good record over us recently. So yeah, we, we just never seem, to, uh, never seem to go for it against Wolves. I mean, the FA Cup game, we started with three strikers on the pitch. We didn't have a shot on target all day. Pretty embarrassing, really. But... Um, and especially after Tuesday night, got battered at home by West Ham, really. They should have won 8 2. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> looking like another miserable day. You say um, you're in a bad position. I think you're above Wolves on goal difference in the table. Other way around, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, is it? Sorry. Yeah. It's more like the state, the state of the club at the minute. Like, we've got a really aging squad. Half the squad's over 30. They're all out of contract in the summer. Young manager, though. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's another problem. Um, so a lot of Palace fans are unhappy at the minute. It's just quite negative. It literally, it's literally uh, Zaha, Eze and Guaita, the only three things positive about the club at the minute. Does it need changing from top to bottom then, did you say? Uh, I mean, Wolves talking about a transition season this season. Do you see that for Palace as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to have to rebuild. All these, all these uh, aging players are going to be out of contract soon. Can't go. We can't go on with Roy much longer. So we just have to get a young manager in, get some young players in, and rebuild. Basically, um, are you confident about the weekend? That's all I've got. Really, it's one of those fixtures that I think Wolves really need to win, and we're a bit uh, in a bit of a rut ourselves. So, are you confident at all that yeah. you can beat us? Not, not really. No, I'm never really confident before <laughs> before we play. To be honest, we're just it's just like it's just the dread before a game that you just know we're not gonna we're probably not gonna win. And the only positive is you lot obviously haven't got Jimenez. And can't seem to score many goals, but so uh, it'd be a very low-scoring game, quite boring. Last on match of the day, probably. But no, I'm not. Yeah, not confident. Bayliss, any questions? Um, why is the Palace ground such a shithole? <laughs> <laughs> Proper old-school football ground, mate. You can't see the pitch. We've all been in the away end. You can't see the pitch. Oh, By the sounds of it, that sounds like a good thing. I can from the home still, so I don't know what you're moaning about. I think the Palace swimming pool that's in the <laughs> that's in the away ground. It yeah. does it does look a bit dodgy. Some pictures I've seen. Oh, it's terrible. Just go down the front though. If you're up the back, all the pillars are in the way and what have you. Yeah, but we've got five thousand people in fifty seats. <laughs> Problem. Yeah, Ali, do you think um, not having the home fans has affected Palace a lot? Because I know your that that end beyond the goal at your place are mega loud, aren't they? That yeah, no, big time. Yeah, no, big time. 
you always felt like we would perform like when it was good atmosphere, players would be up for it and that. But just, yeah, so, I mean, it's probably the same at a lot of other clubs, but I think especially mm. at Palace where we've got that where we've got that good atmosphere at home. You know, we often get late goals, late points when we're attacking at ends. It's just, it's just not there at the minute, to be honest. Are you the nonce with the megaphone that doesn't watch the game? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not associated with them lot. Don't associate me with them lot. Ollie, uh, sorry for the abuse that you've got. Um, yeah, you no, just fin- finish us off I'll with a uh, score prediction. Score prediction, I reckon 1-0. One 1-0, one okay. And uh, who would win out of a fight between you and Bayless? <laughs> um, don't know, probably me. He's like a fat middle-aged bloke in his 20s, isn't he? So. He absolutely is. He really yeah, is. True. He's got you down to a T there. Well, Ollie, we'll say goodbye. Thanks for coming yeah. on. And uh, best of bad luck for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Cheers, mate. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So, Jack, I'll just let you pick up on the point, obviously, that you made before we did the away perspective and saying that William could start, you reckon? But who starts alongside him? Who starts alongside him? Well, I was... I know Podent's soon just come back from injury, but I was shocked that Adama stayed on the pitch as long as he did because he just wasn't yeah. interested. Mm. I don't think he properly touched the ball till about 35 minutes into the game. And then when he did, he slipped over. So <laughs> I was a bit baffled by that. I know it's kind of like he only needs one moment where he's got through and got his pace, but he offered very little. So, I mean, if, if now you've got someone who's definitely going to put balls in the box, you'd be thinking maybe Traore against Palace. But just on the performances, I'd go Neto and Podent's. But it wasn't his sort of game, was it, Traore's, really? He likes going at players. Yeah, he's got to work hard and defend for most of it rather than get the ball out wide and drive at people. But he didn't didn't even come back and try and get a pass, did he? He didn't work for the ball. He just stood there and had been a passenger for most of the game. It's a bit different, though. Where he picked the ball up most against Chelsea, he'd have had to skin eight players and do a goal better than anything Messi or Maradona ever scored to score a goal. Whereas against the likes of Palace, he picks the ball up 35 yards out and drives at the D. That's different. Don't okay. say drive at the D. It's not hockey. Oh, fuck drive at the D. I've got to say something. Well, there is a take your hockeyisms away. There is a D. It's I listened. That's what I meant. At the middle of the goal. Yeah, anyway. I listened to um, Semicircle. Talking Wolves earlier, right? And they had Tom They had Tom Rouse on our friend. Been on this podcast. Lovely lad. Lovely teacher. But anyway, uh, they were on about Traore, right? And Dave asked him, he said... Would you get rid of Traore in the next few days in this transfer window? He said yes. And Dave was like, so how much would you be willing to sell him for? And I'm sat there thinking, here we go then, 50-odd million? He said, between 10 and 15 million, anyone can have him. (laughs) 10 and 15 million? I thought I'd need an heart attack. What's your opinions on that? Surely we'd have to, at least 40. Surely. I mean, yeah, well, I... I'd be harsh on him that game because I think he was a very poor performance but Mm. he has probably been one of our better players all season so you can't just and we haven't got a big enough squad to keep selling people I also wouldn't want to play against him that's the other thing I wouldn't want to play against him and he's good to bring on so if we do drop him because he played bad against Chelsea if we start him on the bench against Palace bring in the new boy then bring him on like the 70th minute and then he'd be like road runner Mm. then we'll win 6-0 to be fair, against Chelsea, he was like a bloody one-legged man at arse kicking <laughs> competition. He's absolutely nothing. Um, so, Harry, would you say start him? You say start him. Start the new say, lad. Start drop, the new lad with... Uh, no, no, no. I'd, I'd drop a Dharma, I would. I'd have William, William and... through the middle, um, Pedence and Neto either side. And then... is it? Would you have the five, obviously, at the back? Mm. Bayliss? Yeah, can't disagree with that. 
I wouldn't mind giving Sace yeah. a run out at one of the wing packs, you know. It's, well, it's just an option. He's got a knock as well, mate. He's injured, apparently. He? he was on the it's bench, but he's got a knock, hasn't he? Because that's why he didn't come on for uh, eight nori. It just gives us a chance at set pieces because our set pieces are so bad. They are bad. Well, I, th- are, I think I think you've got to keep Hoover and Samedo. I know Samedo's playing on the wrong side, but if uh, particularly if Eight Nori's still unfit, then those are the back five. The two in the middle are Nevers and Dendonka, no questions there. And then Kilman f- was good, wasn't he? Kilman was good actually. We did forget to say how good he was against Chelsea. Uh, apparently mm. he speaks fluent Russian for anyone who didn't know and used to play football. <laughs> uh, in, <laughs> when it was announced last week that um, it was looking like Raul was going to be coming back and obviously we're, we're really glad that that's the case because I honestly didn't think he would play again. Nuno gave a little bit of a nod to who would be back and stuff and we were all really surprised when we saw Podence starting is anybody thinking Johnny may start on Saturday because no. he's kept everything so close to his chest every single game when there's been a change it's been a it's been a big shock is the FA Cup the time for Johnny to come back do you reckon that's, that's, that's not, not the FA that's Cup when's the FA Cup the FA Cup's a few weeks away isn't it I don't know when yeah week Wednesday so I think Sorry, he maybe you come back and yeah, it might be. It might be the actual FA Cup. I know you Could didn't say that, but Cup, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think Saturday. Well, he's, there's pictures of him in training and that. I, I'd be surprised, but because it's a crisis. If Sace and Aitnor are injured, and you never know, but would you want to rush him back? Would, he's been out for so long. Yeah. No, it'd be it's a, a big risk. come back from his yeah. ACL. It's not like yeah. it's a yeah. yeah broken bone. He does look big though, doesn't he? Looks like he's been working hard in the gym. I, I think he might be one of these who's on the bench for a bit before you actually see him introduced for a few games, I think. Yeah. They won't just throw him straight in because, like, like you say, it's a, it's not like coming back from the, a bruised knee like Dendonka or a potency injury. It's a proper big deal. Uh, we didn't mention Dendonka's chance either, did we? <laughs> no, he can't finish his dinner, um, but we always know that. that no, he can't finish. That, that uh, score prediction. Um, I'm hoping that we, after that good draw at Chelsea, it's give us a bit of a pep in our step again. And I'm going to say we're going to win 2 0. I'm going to go. Oh, one all draw. I know it sounds like I'm getting carried away considering we just beat Trawley a week ago, but I think that it's last night, finish. I think last night could be the turning point in our season, to be honest with you. Now we've got the players coming back. And mm. I'm going to go 2 0 Wolves. Clip this up for next week. <laughs> Wowie. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. All three of you. <laughs> uh, I've just gone with a few scorecasts. Oh, Dan, did you uh, end up giving money away to charity last week? I haven't yet. I do definitely <laughs> oh, want to. Oh, they got classic. in touch. They got in touch with me. It's yeah, Stafford. Sure it's Stafford Rangers who are having the money. I asked, the the chap- round, I asked the chap to send me the details <laughs> on Twitter and I'm still waiting for them from him. So well, he's he's actually, he actually sent it two days ago. I've seen the DM. I so you better get up there after this podcast. No, I hadn't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I hadn't seen that. I will send that it. That is the most bailiff thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I've got, got a little bit on. I didn't know it was in there. <laughs> he put his bollocks Make on sure the line last week and it started to catch up. Is it actually in our inbox, Harry? No, I saw a message. You were going back and forth. I haven't. You were going back and forth with someone, wasn't you? And I'm sure they sent something over earlier. It might have been earlier, actually. It might not have been a few days ago. Have a look when you get Anyway, anyway. 
Are there is something in there. What have you got for it, Bayless? Anyway, yeah, I will be sending that money to Stafford Rangers. So <laughs> if anyone else would like to as well. There was other, another non-league club that got in touch with us after, a bit later, and we retweeted something. So if you catch that, there's another small club looking for donations as well. So support local if you can. Uh, 2-0 Wolves win. Pedence to score first. 125-1. to one. Ooh, nice, I like, like that. that. like that. I'm going to have that. The one, on, the one I like the look of. Um, Jose to score first, three one Wolves, eighty to one. Ooh. Yes. What's uh, Wolves to have a shot on target? Fifteen <laughs> to one. <laughs> Twenty to That's one. That's a game yeah. show. Two one Wolves. Samedo to score first, two hundred and thirty to one. Oh, on it goes. <laughs> no, okay. the one I'm putting my money on, a one all draw. Connor Cody to score first, three hundred to one. Oh. Right. Well, you've seen that again. Uh, Jack, you've bought anything lately? Any tickets to anywhere? Um. Absolutely nothing, Sam. What about no, everyone still else? No. Anybody else bought anything? It's uh, no, a shame. Perfect. No. Uh, let's move on to gambling, ironically. Hi, I'm George Lokobi. You are listening to the Wolves 77 Club. So, uh, following the betting news, we're going to talk about gambling in football. And I can see where it's come from. I know Gary Lineker's been quite vocal about it. And it was all stemming from the Kieran Trippier story where he sort of gave his mates the heads up said look put put five grand or whatever it was I'm I'm going to join Atletico Madrid and he did obviously and now he's in trouble I think it was a 10 week ban was it from from football mm. I think he's maybe appealed through the process but basically that's not what you want to talk about it's 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 the fact that you've on one hand you've got Kieran Trippier telling his friend to put on a bet that he's going to move on the other hand you'll have teams like Tottenham putting out special bets um, before a game telling people to spend their money on something that might happen so Harry what's the difference uh, so are they, is, is it coming out that they're going to take sponsors off shirts yeah I think that's uh, they're debating the it yeah going about, actually it? the role yeah. of betting companies within football clubs I mean, players betting on themselves has been going on for ages, and it famously the Joey Barton one. And if you've, if anyone's listened to this, who's read um, Keith Gillespie's book as well, he f- mm. famously bet for Newcastle to win or lose four two. I can't remember now. And like a last minute goal went in to lose his bet, and he didn't even celebrate with his own teammates because he lost <laughs> loads of money. But it's it's a problem. It's a it's a massive problem. Obviously, um, obviously we know about gambling addiction. We like a gamble, but I've, I guess we're safe. I think we gamble safely, but we gamble responsibly. Yeah, I think it's it's funny because I listened to um, Talk Sport. A few, I think it was about six months ago, and they were on about gambling and the problem of it and advertising it. And then they they went to an ad break, and then it was like, "Bit in play it now." <laughs> it's just like the hypocrisy the of it all it's in football is mad. A big yeah. part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I do think exactly. there's a bit of a difference between insider trading and having a bet, though. But would he have lost his money if it had fallen through? The answer is yes. Yeah, I suppose it's just having a nudge on something. If you get a tip for a horse, you know, it could win or lose, you don't know. But yeah, it's, it's a bit cheating, different with a transfer. It? If someone's like, I'm flying to I'm flying to Madrid tonight for my medical, go and stick a grand on. Well, what if it was Peter mm. Odden Wingy? I'm just on my way. <laughs> I'm always QPR. <laughs> put put money on. Uh, Back at Albion. I love the way oh, yeah. that um that Harry said, I think we all gamble responsibly and he's the one who's playing poker with a bottle of JD till four in the morning. <laughs> so, and I, uh, I had a fiver on Wolves to win 4-1 against Chelsea. So yeah, that's responsible gambling for you. I, I think that's an enjoyable bit. Like yeah, when yeah. we do the betting news and stuff, it's to have a little bit of a flutter, isn't it? Something that you might do once a week. 
it's wolves related. I know people do bet more than that. I know people wait for the Grand National to come around every year to do it. But is having it on shirts the problem? Because obviously, is it building up something for kids that it's okay to do that and it's okay to gamble? If, and... if you ban it from shirts, do you then ban all TV advertising of betting during football? Do you ban it from billboards going around the outside of the ground? Do you ban it from yes. going in match day programs? I don't mm. think the answer is always just banning everything, to be well, honest. Well, ban, 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 ban. I'm sure they'll like, make it, uh, it a watershed, won't they, where they'll have the betting adverts after nine o'clock in on the shed, and things like that on the radio. But no, it's, it is, because obviously it's a serious problem. People get really bad with gambling, don't they? And if you're watching a football game and then it pops up and you start getting the itch when you see, I don't know, our Chinese sponsor and our shirt, it's, you know, we joke, but will it help? I don't know. I don't know. Have any of us ever been on the website of the company that sponsor Wolves? No. No. No, no. I don't even know I, who I they did, are. I did have a Sporting Bet account, but they stopped me, so I stopped using it. Um, <laughs> um, Why'd they stop you? They, that happens sometimes when, you, when you're winning too much, they just don't take your business. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's no good book is for you. But what that's I will say, though, is when, like, uh, <laughs> when we were in the pubs, like obviously when we were allowed, when life was normal and we weren't all depressed, when oh, I used to go good. to like Liberties and that, and watch like I don't know a football game or whatever. When that bet three six five advert come on with uh, who was that Ray Winston? Ray Winston. I'd, I'd always get my phone out and be like, oh, ten to one for I don't know Sahar to score next. And uh, that's just good so, advertising, though. Re- really good advertising, yeah. But is that a problem? Gives uh, people the itch to lose it's, loads of money, especially uh, after a few beers. It's the same as the argument with uh, you know what happened with the fixed oh, betting terminals in betting shops yeah. where they limited those to from a hundred pound a spin to two pound a spin and. And now, obviously, the end result is that loads of betting shops are closing, and people will lose their jobs about it. But then again, what's the, I don't know what's the there's no hundred percent right answer, is there? Because if you ban mm. everything or stop it, then Wolves aren't going to get all that extra money they would have got off sales and advertising. And yeah. ultimately, people like us who just like a bet every now and then will not have all the stuff in front of us. Would you, if 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 there wasn't a sponsor on a shirt though, would would you still would you not bet Harry? If there was no sponsor on any of nah. any football shirt, would you then not bet? bet? No, obviously of course I'd still bet, of course I would, but um I think it's more for the addicts, I guess, who literally start twitching when they see it, but it's like alcoholics. If they would if they stop putting Carlin around the edge of the Molyneux, would you not have a Carlin at half time? I don't know. You would. You still would, wouldn't you? Well, that's the next thing, isn't it? I know it's <laughs> gambling, but then you should you should ban all drink adverts and all drink sponsorships and everything as well, shouldn't you? But you we're going to get to the point where because it's such a small amount of people that want it banned, if they start getting their way on everything, you know, they're going to end up we're going to end up banning toasters because someone gender identifies as a toaster <laughs> and gets offended by it. Like. It's, I don't think that's I don't quite think what recognised gender <laughs> being a toaster. I guarantee you can find someone that'd be offended by it. You can find someone that's offended by anything. But I, I also just think, like, if if you're that bad that you you've got all this money and you want to gamble it away, you'll find a way of doing that, whether it's on the front of a shirt or not. So if there's a wider problem about addiction and uh, all these bigger things, you know, that needs to be addressed on a sort of a different level. And the solution isn't as simple as not putting it on Bam. your wolf's top. You're better off spending the money that gets generated from it on support for people that need it rather than just banning it. Which you think which happens? betting companies should pay more in tax to help programs for addicts? It happens. Like there's a, the, the whole industry is regulated by the gambling commission, sure there and there's there is there is schemes like this where this this happens, and they do invest money into it. I don't know how much exactly, but it is a thing. It's regulated, but obviously yeah, to different levels. So interesting. Um, so, does anyone want to see uh, Goodyear sponsoring again, Harry? I can see the uh, the old 
old school shirt in the background there. Would you like to see a return to that? They're tyres, aren't they? Are they tyre company? They were. <laughs> yes. They were. Uh, it's going to be about 700 new houses. It was funny, though. Goodyear was. As soon as we got, good of, as soon as we got rid of Goodyear and put Doritos on, we got promoted. So, no, let's keep Goodyear to the side. That's very Dorito. true. I mean, Excellent. Okay. Right. We will say goodbye. Oh, go on, Harry. Sorry. Go on, go on, I was just going to say, we will get more interesting sponsors again, won't we? Because it is mostly mm. betting companies now. And no, I was going to say, no, it, we won't. It we'll have isn't... Thomas Cook Holidays. No, well, Foson bought them out, didn't they? Oh, I don't okay. know whether they trade as Thomas Cook anymore. But it probably wouldn't be much of a problem, I think, for maybe Premier League teams because it, the Premier League is so global. Picking up another sponsor probably wouldn't be such a big deal. It might be more of a problem for just, the lower leagues down where the money really does matter, where getting hold of sponsors is more difficult. Well, it just, you just get less money for it, though. There's a reason that we had... Everyone loves the shirt when we got promoted with the W8 right. on, on there. Yeah. But there's a reason that only lasted one year, and that's because Maxi bets that they pay us more money. So if we take away all those betting companies, then we'll be left with... We'll obviously still get a sponsor, but it's going to be somebody who's not who's not going to pay That sponsor can't all. wait, can it? What? What? W, what? W8? Okay, just, ca- just, oh. end, the podcast. Oh. just end the podcast. <laughs> Oh. And isn't it W8, eight? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's Maxi Bet, it's Man Bet, isn't it? The sponsor is Manx Bet. Man, Man... Oh, is it? I'm getting mixed up with Maxi Pad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will leave that there. We'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. See you, everyone. Have a really nice time. <laughs> Jack Williams. <laughs> and Dan Bayless. Yeah, goodbye, Wolves fans. And I hope everybody has a really nice time. It's a good fight for me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.